You're a real mother trucker coming up on the broadcast. visit from uh mother mike on this episode yeah and she was actually uh extremely level-headed i wasn't sure about that <laughs> very interesting com- uh, interesting comparison to uh some of the other moms before we get to that like i so i'm still like fully invested in this in this episode these uh the season right i'm still fully invested i'm really enjoying seeing what i'm seeing particularly again from the new couples um let me start with brandon and julia the elf on the shelf because so like the episode opened with her doing all these farm chores and then bitching um and complaining to her dad and then she talked to brandon about it later right what irritated me about all of this was Brandon being like, oh, what's the problem with caring for some cute little animals as if she's somehow wrong. He's like borderline gaslighting her on this. And um, the the sentiment I saw across social media was generally people were team Julia, but there were, there's a handful of people who were like, well, she needs to earn her keep. My thought is earning her keep doesn't necessarily mean dusk to dawn or dawn to dusk. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, farm chores. Like she could be doing other stuff. Like why is she in charge of like running like this whole farm now, this doomsday prepper farm? Yeah. I, d- I don't know when you host someone on a K-1 visa, if the terms and conditions underneath is must own their own keep. <laughs> I mean, I can like see it's if- okay to expect some kind of participation, maybe, or not expect, but encourage some type of participation. It just is a courtesy. Things. It's nice to help out, do the dishes, help make dinner, you know, those kinds of things. We'd like, Keep you, the house like clean. to make you a part of the family. This is what family activities we're doing, um, but not like it, holding her to some kind of shift schedule and from day one you need to be on the schedule feeding animals and caring for them i guess that's an interesting perception you, you don't see any of the other um 90 day couples when they bring someone over putting in work <laughs> right like it, it, you know i mean if she liked the farm like if she liked farming and everything like having her help out would be a different thing but i feel like the fact that she, this isn't her dream, this isn't what she wants, this isn't what she was expecting. Um, we don't even know that Brandon told her about her the expectation that she was going to work on a farm um, before, like she came over. We don't know that he told her anything. So why, like, why are we holding her to the standard of oh she should be expected to do this stuff, or are Brandon's parents just that like crazy? Uh, I, I don't think 
I don't think Brandon said anything because he probably fell under the same assumptions. I don't know. I mean, that's what he does. Why not? Oh, maybe their perception is this is how we're going to get her used to life here. I don't know. I don't understand. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, the way they're so strict in so many ways, they didn't they didn't hit it off very well, right? Right. Because they from the beginning, her they're... to get birth control and like we're wanting to put their foot down on how things were going to be. Mm-hmm. And and that right off the bat probably set a really uh, sour taste in her mouth to caring about anything else they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you when you get here, you're supposed to be on the path to getting married. I'm not going to say get to know your fiance because that's not what the 90 <laughs> days are for. Natalie. The 90 days are mainly for <laughs> them to get fucking married, as we have said multiple times. Yes. But I just, I, I don't know. In this in this case, I don't like how the expectation is for her to do back-breaking labor all day. Shut up. Take it. Just do it. You need to earn your keep. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's so unwelcoming. And I can, I, I, I can see why a lot of the internet is siding with her because it, she's in a very unfair position right now and brandon is not standing up to his parents to um protect her interests like you don't have to spoil her Mm -hmm. you know but she's not getting anything right now right you can't even have sex (laughs) unless it's in cloudy hot tub water like (laughs) if they were if they were like the family was a little bit more welcoming and nicer to her and she got along with them, she might be willing to, to do more. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that whole, you get, you get more flies with sugar than whatever. I don't know. What's the saying? Some, something like that. Acid. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Um, Honey, sugar. Um, I don't know. Be sweet. Don't be a dick. You know, asking me it, to think after work. Yeah, basically. <laughs> no, no thinking. That's why we do this after work. Right. Uh, but like, if they, it, it, if she got along with them and they were really nice to her and all this other stuff, like I, I, I know I'd be more willing to, to help out, you know, but they're already being dicks to her. So <laughs> like add, just add to it. I get, I mean, and I got really mad at Brandon and I guess a lot of the internet did too. And from what I'm hearing on like other podcasts and things like that, the general consensus seems to be, you know, him and his oh, cute little animals bullshit that he was saying to her, like, she had every right to tell him, I hate you, shut up and hang up on him. Like, you know, that was just like, first of all, not everybody likes animals. Second of all, they're not cute little animals. They're like chickens and pigs and goats and horses and shit. And not everybody's an animal person. I love animals, domesticated ones. Like I could see being part of a farm for like a weekend or like if I did like a farm-based rehab or something like that, that would be something different. But like, I'm not going to go and have a doomsday prep farm for the sake of having a farm because I'm, that's not me. I'm more of a city girl. And so for him to be like uh, borderline gaslighting her on this, like it's her fault for not liking like to feed cute little animals feeding cute little animals is like me feeding my dogs in the morning it's not throwing grain at chickens all day and pigs and well what do you what do you mean the farm animals are, are domesticated technically aren't they I, they're livestock i don't know they're she's like not, they're food 
They're okay. not pets. <laughs> okay, they can't, they can be someone. <laughs> someone's going to challenge you on that one. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, Brandon, Brandon's kind of a dick, but you know, yeah. What else can they do out of the storyline, but make him a dick too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's and, in and, some I mean, kind of like twilight zone fucking situation being at this house with the murder, you mom. know, <laughs> with, the, with the mom and the bizarreness of everything that's going on there. So who knows? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Julie is wrong at all to demand wanting to be um, moved off the farm, you know, and, and have just go to like, Oh, let's get an apartment. And he's trying to save money and trying to explain that to her. And that's all well, well and good and stuff, but then don't expect your, your fiance to be an indentured servant. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand being at home and saving money. And maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't want to buy a place until maybe traditionally they're married and he can, you know, they can get a mm-hmm. house together or whatever. Um, but they're not really, she's not really getting a taste of what life is like with Brandon. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to know how they actually get along with each other without parents around. Right, know? just I don't know. So, managing their own house, yeah. Yeah, I just... It, and this is just my opinion. People can can yell and scream. But like if you're to the point where you're ready to get married, you should probably not be living in a house in your parents or living in a room in your parents' place. Unless your trajectory is, yes, we are definitely moving out. Like give her something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to get married and still be there. Yeah, yeah probably. Right? Like we're yeah. going to see happily ever after. And oh, they'll God. still be on the swingers murder they'll farm. They'll still be on the, oh my God. <laughs> Oh, murder farm now? Yeah, killing what, people now? That's what um, uh, Aaron and Mary Payne over on oh Pink Shade call a, it. <laughs> they call it the murder farm, and I'm like, now that they're is now accurate. they're killing. That's why they have pigs because pigs eat the evidence. Oh, is God. that what is that what it is? <laughs> oh, like Julia, no. the pigs don't need to be fed today. If you guys are looking for a good recap uh, podcast, uh, go listen to Pink Shade, uh, Aaron and Mary Payne. They do great recapping. We don't recap because we, uh, we're terrible at that. Um, but if you want to listen to recap, go listen to them. Anyway, um, yeah, they call it Murder Farm. My mind switched to um, Ryan and Belize, and I was just thinking about how Stephanie is sitting there, like, "Oh, look, I got him this, and this matches this watch matches his pants," and you know, like, like she got him, like he, like this is like her college age son, and she's bringing him all these things. That is the vibe I had, you know. That's I, well, I, I'm not a mom with a college age son, but. That would be the stuff you'd get together, like a little care package. Oh, he yes. needs another watch. I should get him a couple pairs of jeans because I yeah. know he probably lost, sold them. <laughs> lost. And and just like going over there to, to shower him with stuff. And I, when they actually met, I didn't see the chemistry. Mm-mm. No, at not at all. All. And, and a lot of people are comparing like how they hugged to what Dave and Lana Mm-hmm. You remember how she looked like she was like a prisoner petrified and stuck <laughs> that's how he hugged her he hugged her like just make it through the next few days you can do yeah. it you can do it think about the watches 
Right. Well, once and they get show- to America, we have the the Usman type. I just want to see what America looks like. And not not I love Stephanie. Mm-hmm. It's I can't wait to see what America looks like. Yeah. And so they show him talking about all that. And then and and we'll talk about this more over on the on the Patreon when we talk about the Bears All episode. But they show a clip on the Bears All episode of Ryan talking to the producers. And it's just him talking about like how his friends got lucky and got women, you know, rich American women, and now they're living in the States quickly and, you know, and all this. And so it's, you know, basically his turn. It's like him and all his buddies do this. Right. And um, so it's pretty clear, you know, that he's not into her. And I think spoiler alert, we believe that they have broken up. Um, But I don't know. Well, the things that she's posted, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we can't assume we lived through Lisa and Usman, who mm-hmm. were clearly fighting, but we still quite weren't sure what their relationship status was. Right. Um, but things that she said on Instagram and her attitude towards things, I'm kind of feeling that they are not together. That's the sense that I get, yes. But again, you like you said, it could be a Lisa and Usman situation where they go through fits and starts right where they they say these bad things about each other and then they're back in love and then they you know go back and forth so who knows i mean he's ryan clearly is invested in this and the you know trying to get to america and he's invested this time and he's got this woman who is willing to shower him with money and gifts and things and watches that he loses aka sells um you know and and then he even says, and I think this is on the the segment we see in Bears All, but he even says, "I'd rather she just give me the money, but I'll take the gifts." And then you know he sells them because he quote unquote loses them. So that well, whole I mean, thing—that's a lot of shit to be sitting around. Yeah. To be honest, like, where, where is he going to put this like case of as she claims thousand dollar watches? Like, what what the yeah. fuck is he going to do with that? Yeah, when yeah. he's struggling to to take care of his family. Mm-hmm like that she's paying for anyway like I, right <laughs> doesn't make sense <laughs> make it make sense doesn't make sense at all yeah so um this will be interesting to follow you know i love I, if for no other reason just seeing ryan be a blatant like green card chaser is is hilarious to me you know when he's they sit down for dinner oh honey i'm gonna have the grilled lobster tonight honey <laughs> It's like, okay. Shit, I would too. And the right? caviar and the steak, please. Mm-hmm. Over everything. And I want the good, you know, the 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 good vodka in my martini, please. You the know. Vodka <laughs> You're talking to an alcoholic. Come on Best now. tequila. Okay. <sighs> right. Um, so this will be interesting to watch. I'm I'm kind of just, you know, even though I kind of know how. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm assuming we're assuming that they are not together, but so yeah, the, the journey uh, should be interesting to see how that goes, how they get there <laughs> and see if like Stephanie actually wisens up or like how the breakup happens or if it, if we see it on, on camera or whatever, you know, um, so that will be interesting. Um, the, we, we didn't get a whole lot of Andrew and Amira. Um, although we did see Andrew living his best life at the resort in Puerto Vallarta um, while uh, Amira was trying to explain what had happened to her father. Um, so people had people on the internet had some thoughts about him doing that. <laughs> and I think it was universally, um, 
you know, Andrew's a dick, but there has been some some commentary that is critical of Amira for having done you know gone along with this scheme or whatever to go through Mexico. You know, she's an adult and all this stuff, but I would say 99.9% of what I'm seeing is Andrew's a dick. And um I actually just talked to somebody today on Instagram that um did an interview with see I don't think I've even told you about this. Um he did an interview with Andrew's ex-girlfriend and has some stories. Apparently it's going to be a two-part interview on his Instagram and um, I'm going to watch it and then I'll share what I'll share it if it's worthy of, of being shared. Interesting. Uh, yeah. We, we had mentioned in the last episode mm-hmm. that she was kind of making her appearance on Reddit and Facebook, I think. So yeah, I expect it would only be so much time before, um, I would know better than anyone else. Someone gets a hold of them and they can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before someone gets a hold of the ex. They can tell their story because everyone cares. But um, hopefully there's some information because I, I was curious, too, if TLC was just putting scenes out of order. Like, was he really living his best life while she was doing that? Or was he living his best life before she was even there? You know, mm. I don't know. I have no he trust says, for the producers. No, 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 no. I have no trust. <laughs> no, we don't have any trust. But but he's also saying like, um, well, there's nothing else I can do. I already have the time off work. What am I, what else am I going to do? Might as well just enjoy the resort. I mean, there's there's half a point there too. Like he could mm-hmm. he could go to the hotel room and sulk and just watch Mexican TV until he goes home. Or he could use up all the drink passes he probably got from his <laughs> travel pro. What, right. what is that? Um, the travel agent? The travel agency package. <laughs> like Caesar, remember? He had to like eat two steaks because... Oh, God! <laughs> because, because she didn't come. So, you know, oh. you don't want to waste money. He's going to have to double fist those margaritas. Yeah, somehow I don't think he's going to have a problem doing that. Um, yeah, no. So we have um, Amira questioning her relationship with Andrew. And um, I think the the universe is... I think um, everyone's questioning her relationship. Yeah, so I think the universe is, is cheering her on in that regard. They're like, <laughs> dump him. I'm glad you saw what a dick he is now. Um, They're like, oh, honey, he's too edgy for you. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah. It, and I'm, I'm anxious to hear this interview with um, the ex-girlfriend because from what I was told by the guy who interviewed her, and it's not one of our regular bloggers that we're used to seeing, it's some other person. Um, but they reached out to me to let me know that they had talked to him, talked to her. And, and apparently it's, this is a pattern of behavior with Andrew. And um, it's not just an Amira specific situation. So interesting. I'm, yeah. I so look I'm forward curious. to hearing that when it comes yeah. out. You'll have to spread the word. I will. I will. He's supposed to have it ready. Hopefully today. It's going to be in two parts, he said. So um, he's working on editing and then he'll get it to me. So um, nice. and speaking it, yeah. about spreading. Oh, God. <laughs> Can we talk about butter? Yes. I clearly need some more butter in my diet because that might help my um, my brain fog. I was on keto, and let me tell you, there might be a little bit of something to that. You really? can't just you can't just pile sticks of butter on everything. It's got to be in a healthy dose, right? But it it can be a little healthy. I say a little because you tell someone that butter is healthy, 
and they're going to buy a Costco size 10 of it and it's going to be on everything. But anyways, <laughs> what did we learn about Natalie today? Okay. Well, we learned that Natalie can, can learn. Okay. And we learned that she's kind of a selfish thinker. So my high level thoughts on this were, you know, I was saying last week how the two of the Natalie and Mike need like a third party, right? And and maybe not an alien. I don't know. Somebody who's a third party to help get them to communicate and see each other's points of view. And Mother Mike played that role this week because they're like at dinner and uh they're getting along and natalie you know isn't afraid to tell everybody including the mailman that mike hasn't given her the ring back so she tells mother mike (laughs) i know she tells mother mike that mike hasn't given her the ring back and it upsets her and it makes her feel insecure and unloved which is actually the first time we're hearing her express that that's what her concern is. She's insecure, right? And she needs Mike to say, you know, we talked about what love language is. He needs to say those words to her, right? Well, Mother Mike responds by saying, um, well, wasn't, don't you think he was upset when you gave it back to him? And she's, and Natalie's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. It's like, well, die you selfish twat. <laughs> and and by Mother Mike pointing that out to her, Natalie's like, oh, okay. All right. And she just really wanted like a date set for the wedding. And she, they were with having Mother Mike be the arbitrator there, they were able to negotiate a date for the wedding, which made Natalie happy and feel secure and loved. So Mother Mike, despite her her very Oklahoma hair um, is (laughs) she's got a brain under all that. She was really, I think this great arbiter of their issues. So I think Mother Mike needs to stick around. That's my thought. Yeah, definitely. And I hope that they pay her for a counseling session Um, (laughs) because unfortunately I think, I think Natalie, and I don't know if she does it intentionally, she does have a very self-centered train of thought it's it's all about what can make me happy and if it doesn't make me happy how can it be fixed to make me happy Mm -hmm. um and I don't think that she ever has a thought about the other side so it was nice to see someone come in and and be a I can't say unbiased but a third a third eye uh to to their situation which is not something we see from moms on 90 days Um, right What what is up with ninety days portrayal of mother in laws? <laughs> like there, like there's only I can count on less than one hand how many mothers I've seen on the show that are like truly, really genuine and caring. And maybe it's the American moms. No, no, because we have Pedro's mom. Mm-hmm. We have Pedro just, and Asuela's mom, Lucina. Both are just lunatics. Both of those, but they both have the same, what, what can you do for me and the handout for money? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. What are your takeaways on why the moms are portrayed in such a way? Is it just entertainment? Or do we think that there's just some really, really stereotypical mother-in-laws out there? I, I think it's a combination of factors. You know, you you have these cast members, like somebody like Colt, who on so many levels is just a horrible person he's a horrible person in large part because of how he was raised and who raised him mother debbie 
right? So De- Mother Debbie is going to be awful also, right? Because she raised this this person. Um, and so I, I think you have some of that. I think you have a lot of producers hand in it. They see this and they're going to exploit it. They're like, oh, this is TV gold, you know, Mother Debbie. And, and I, the memes that I've seen about Mother Debbie walked so that uh, Mother Brandon... <laughs> Oh my God. I know they're making a correlation, (laughs) Yeah, but but like, just kind of like, so in Colt's case, he, he's not stupid. He wasn't, you know, I don't think she raised him and said, Hey, I want you to manipulate women. I want you to be a gaslighter. I want you to be a cheater, you know, but we see from, at least in the case of Karen, maybe Karen Chantel's mom, Oh God, she's uh, really a Karen. <laughs> Debbie oh, and Brandon's mom, and to some degree Devin's mom, uh, playing that very overprotective. My kid does no wrong, mm. which, when their kid is totally in the wrong, right? Which makes it unable for them to see any other perspective. It's all about well, my kid is hurt, you know. And we, I don't know. It's just I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with it. <laughs> at all but then you see like nicole nicole's mom mm, yeah who just plays passive and oblivious mm-hmm. well again you know but nicole is passive and oblivious. right she came <laughs> she came from that stock so <laughs> you know i just they're they're a reflection uh you know of each other you know and of course like the moms that aren't as as explosive and uh, are we're not going to see as much of because the producers know <laughs> that's true that's true the ones that are very calm and have a gentle demeanor you, you only see them for a little bit and then they don't they don't have any other storyline for them they'll focus on the other uh parent if the other parents more they'll, they'll find something else to focus on you know we see it a little bit with um yara and jovi and Jovi's mom, you know, we we've got a little bit with her as far as like this pushing this wedding on her, and why don't you like me, you know? But for the most part, they, you know, Yara's getting along with her, so there's not really any super explosiveness to show there. Um, for those of you guys who are old school fans who remember like um, Alan and Carolyn, Carolyn. Uh, Alan's parents and Carolyn get along fantastic, you know, and they're super sweet to her and they're all, they all get along really well. Um, but then you see, you know, the, oh, God, I hate to even mention the name, Russ and Powell. They made an entire storyline for an entire season based oh, out of, yeah. of Russ's mom and Powell. Right. Um, you know, and, it hurt the and and so they they i think that they're gonna take when they see these situations you know a daughter-in-law and a mother-in-law right there's you theoretically there's gonna be a a, a conflict there right I, you know but they they really play that to the yeah. extreme so if you had to pick who is the and i'm not gonna say worse because that's mm. just mean mm. but who is the most um toxic mother-in-law that we've seen mm. toxic for the relationships i gotta take into account the the sons that are involved in these situations um i i, I would say that i think debbie mother debbie colt's mom might be the most toxic and that's because i think with like brandon's mom brandon's much more of a buffer 
between them. Like she's awful, but she's not she's not as toxic to directly like her her toxicity filters through Brandon versus Debbie's toxicity goes directly to Larissa. Right. And, and, and is allowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, was, that was my pick too. No surprise to the audience. <laughs> um, j- just because of how much control she had in the situation. I think mm-hmm. Brandon's mom, she has control, but Brandon is still kind of serving as that middle person yeah. to at least, I mean, in his half-ass attempt, stand up for Julia. Yeah. So her, her, her the, the toxicity there, like I said, gets filtered through Brandon um, in a way, although I know people are going to be like, oh, but she tried, you know, she calls the gynecologist and she tells her outright, you know, yeah, but it's still, there's still more Yeah, but a, Brandon a sat in the back seat knowing good and damn well that she wasn't going to be able to get an appointment for another adult. <laughs> right. And then have that, have that doctor force birth control on another adult. So I think he was more amused with like, okay, mom, you try that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You pull a Karen I now. I agree. Um, Although I think, I think Pedro's mom is pretty toxic as well, but she does a lot of their, her toxicity from the Dominican, right? So yeah, she's, she's kind of an outside factor while they're in like, you don't really hear from her. She's like a video call now. Yeah. Uh, The same thing with Asuelu's mom, Lucina. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's out of the picture now. Like their whole timeline of going to even see them in the first place was stupid. It was Mm -hmm. just, I think, filler for that season. Right. Because I don't think we learned anything other than, I mean, she did kind of, we did kind of have an arc with her where she was bitter, resentful, wanting money to accepting towards the end. But I, I I don't know. That just felt like unnecessary. It felt like unnecessary storyline. But it made yeah. great memes. It really yeah, did. yeah, for sure. So for actually, sure. I don't regret it. It made amazing memes. Yeah, thank you to yeah. the meme pages because <laughs> yeah, and the and Brandon's mother is making some great memes too. Um, yes, the people you guys are some funny human beings because the stuff is is hilarious that's coming out. Um, so then, on another note, who is the sweetest mother-in-law of recent? I. Hey, fraudcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me and it's not going to fit right and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it's super, super comfortable and it is it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection 
at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small up to 4X. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu. Of all uh, time, man. Oh, God. It goes go, back forever. I'd have to go back and look. Okay, how about the, the past, like, I don't know, two years? <laughs> oh, God. See, I, my brain, I apparently am not eating enough butter because I can't brain that hard. I can't, I, 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 I don't know. I'd have to like, I mean, I know, I mean, that's going back to season one is Alan's mom was really sweet to care of them. So, so she, you know, would be a great mother-in-law. Um, I'm, I, so you recently posted a picture of Amy and Danny's kid, right? Their mm-hmm. third baby. Yep. They were on like season two, right? One of my all-time favorite seasons. And like his parents his mom they were a little bit racist (laughs) to amy and um so they were kind of terrible in that way but his mom was actually kind of sweet with amy you know trying to like make her feel comfortable and and all of that and their choice not to sleep together in the same room and stuff that was the couple's choice right Mm-hmm. not the parents making forcing that on right them. right so it was fine in in that case um you know if if we don't have a toxic mother-in-law there's always a toxic sister right there, there, like, there's <laughs> always the relative like for me and we didn't get to see much of her and when we did she was I mean we don't really get a sense of her personality but she was she was sweet as far as but and Angela's mom oh yeah r.i.p but we did but we didn't yeah but we didn't get a lot of her in the show and i don't think her role was meant to be toxic Mm -hmm. um but yeah this is kind of where i was thinking like didn't see many moms who were like the open arms accepting caring oh my god i love this girl or guy this girl is so great for my son yeah yeah marry them Um, right away yeah, but I do like um, I like what we're seeing with Mike's mom, and I want her to stay around and be the couples counselor for them because maybe that's how they get to the aisles because of her. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe she just makes Natalie some of that special Washington butter, and everything will be okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just take it down and not just just put on the lo-fi just just relax <laughs> i know take a, take a few seats and settle like you're in washington like pot is legal there just go go like bring yourself down a notch maybe smoke a you know joint or two or something i don't know i don't know what all the terminology is but um no not healthy oh yeah that's smoking right. is carbs <laughs> <laughs> it's butter a carb um, oh my god that that's all I have as far as mom conversation. I'd I'd be interested in what the listeners think. Yes, is yeah. And I've seen some like polls like name the worst mom, like or if you had to choose a mother-in-law, <laughs> which one would it be? And and stuff. And those are all fantastic. Continue, like if you see those out there, send them in. We'd I'd love to put repost them. Um sound off on what you think on the the moms the toxicity of the moms um on on 90 day um that's that's all we got for you today and um you know what though i want to do real quick i want to give a big shout out to our patreon members we have gotten a bunch lately and i want to give a quick shout out 
to all of our new Patreon members. And uh, that would be, God, I'm going to mispronounce this name. Ona Jimaru, uh, Jennifer, Nicole, Kia, Megan, Austin, Ashley, Bonnie, Kelly, Kirsten, Elizabeth, Suzanne, Morgan, Christina, Rox, Zyra, Kelly, Kelly Zimmer. Oh, Kelly Zimmer had to rejoin. She um, is, she does a lot of admin stuff for us and she's uh, battling uh, cancer. She's getting ready to go through a stem cell transplant. So uh, many thoughts to her. Uh, Linda, Brittany, uh, Rocio, Michelle, Emma, Mariel, Megan. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys. You guys have all joined in the last month and thank you so much for joining us. Um, we are currently discussing 90 day fiance bears all over on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the broadcast. If you want to go hear us talk about that, the bears all is covered on discovery plus. So if you want to hear us, our thoughts on that, join us over on the Patreon Thank you guys for listening to us today. If you like us, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It helps a lot. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, that's all we got. We are the broadcast, and we're dumpster diving, so you don't have to. Hey, broadcasters! You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear, but not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.